4, this is 15 through verse 16. This is about Moses. It says, then Moses went up into the mountain and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called Moses out into the midst of the cloud. Verse 17, the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Verse 18, so Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Now I read this to you because Moses is obviously up on Mount Sinai. The children of Israel are down. He's about to get the Ten Commandments. Uh, and God shows up like a consuming fire. That's what, you know, the children of Israel are, are down here. Moses up on a mountain. It looks like the top of the mountain's on fire, right? It's like, whoa, Moses is up there in a fire. And what we call these in church is called mountaintop experiences. Uh, men's retreat, uh, in, any kind of conference you can go to, any kind of camp you can go to, those are what we call mountaintop experiences. And God shows up in great and powerful ways, excuse me, in mountaintop experiences. And that's one of the reasons we go to camp. It's because we know God's going to show up and that God's going to show up in a mighty and in a powerful way, just like he did for Moses. I want to read you Matthew 14, verse 23, and it says, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. This is Jesus. He went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Uh, now, when evening came, he was alone there. Uh, even Jesus had to get away to the mountaintop to be with God, right? And, and what they always say at camp is they say that, you know, every year you go in and get a physical, right? We know that as sports roll around in August that a lot of the kids are going to go get physicals for sports and they call camp a spiritual, right? You're, you're getting kind of your spiritual checkup, seeing how you're doing, right? Kind of get a, a spiritual booster shot, if you will, to propel you into the summer and into next year. And that's why it's important to be a part of these, because even Jesus got away to the mountain by himself to be with God. That's why it's so important, men, that you're at Minja Tree, because God uh, is going to show up there and be on that mountain, and you want to be up there, and you want to experience God. You can bring him right up here, my man. Just set him right there. Yeah. That's first place tug of war. We would have got first place. I mean, first and second. First place in tug of war and second in volleyball. The last night of camp, we went back and forth. Tug of war, volleyball, tug of war, tug of war, volleyball, tug of war. We would have won this if it weren't for a bad call by the ref. I'm, I'm, I'm totally serious. Right? I'm totally serious. It was a bad call. We would have won this. Uh, Bad call. We're sending some letters in later to complain. I always, I told my leaders, all of our leaders this year, uh, except Ethan, who went with us, we're all first-time leaders. And I said, every year we get a bad call on volleyball. Every year. I and mean, next year I'm going to hand them a little $100 bill and say, can we get a good call, please? Right? You know, just like, like when you go to basketball and the, the parents, I always love it when they yell, let the kids play. If, you, if you've never experienced that, go to a Nazareth basketball game. <laughs> Okay, if you don't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to a NAS, even Tulia, you know, high school. James four eight says, "Draw near to God, and He will draw near to your draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double minded." Now, what that's talking about, what I want you to notice, obviously, is the highlighted that as you draw near to God, He'll draw near to you. The way you cleanse your hands and purify your hearts and not be double minded is by the blood of Jesus. Okay, it's nothing you do, it's only by the blood of Jesus. And that's what James is saying. He's saying you gotta draw near to God, you gotta get Jesus, and then God's gonna, Jesus is gonna cleanse your hands, he's gonna purify your hearts, and you're not gonna be double-minded. And so as you draw near to God, now, camp is a, is a huge example of that. As they draw near to God, uh, God draws near to them. One of the things that makes camp a mountaintop experience is it's a long bus ride. 
right? It takes us about 10 hours to get there. Um, we're tired. There's bad cell service. We're disconnected from social media, right? Uh, there's high expectations. The kids know that God is going to show up. There's really high expectations, and no one's telling them not to believe. There's very few doubters at camp, right? Even if you go to camp, I mean, we've always talked in years past how at camp, there's two separate groups of kids. Uh, There's the kids that run up to the front. Now, at camp, they open up the altar. So when the band kicks in, all the kids run to the front. We don't stay in our seats, right? They run down to the front. And we've always said that there's those kids that stay in their seats or that run to the back, right? Dad always said at the front of the auditorium, there's praise and worship. And at the back end of, of of the auditorium, there's gnashing of teeth. Right, and that's a verse reference, right? And and I think the group in the back gets smaller and smaller every year. I believe that this generation right now is hungry for God like I've never seen as as my eight years as a youth pastor with the kids I've had in Ground Zero. These kids are hungry for God. They're hungry for the move of God, and they want God to do amazing things in their life, right? And what I want to encourage you with is that as you draw near to God, He draws near to you. We can have that same experience here. Right in, in the New Testament, uh, uh, Jesus is about to do a miracle upstairs in a house. He's going to heal a young girl, and there's some women up there, and they're kind of uh, doubting. And he tells them, "You, you, and you, get out. Okay, I can't do the miracle till you get out. Y'all got to go downstairs, go out in the front yard, so I can move real quick, and so I can do a miracle." Right, and he tells his disciples, "Y'all stay here. You three, get out." Right, Jesus is about to have church, and before he gets started, he's like, "You four, y'all got to leave." Right? And, and what that is, is when you walk through the door, you got to tell your doubts, you got to get out. Right? You got to get out. You got to stay out here in the car. I'll pick you up later in a minute. But right now, as I go in, I need something from God and I need you, you know, I've got to have my faith, right? And it's, it's not about, oh, some super freaky, you know, like I don't have any doubts, but just telling your doubts, telling. When we were singing that second song, you know, you can have it all. Uh, and, and I think, like, you know, as you sing that, you're singing that over yourself. Right, you're singing that to God. You're making that a confession. You're telling your fears, your doubts, that God can have it all, right? And he can have every part of me and all of my world, and I'm giving it to him. That's why it's so powerful for you to sing, right? If you don't clap, if you don't lift your hands, if you don't stand up, if you want to sit down and just sing, you're singing those as a confession over your life. All right, now uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to have uh, some of our leaders come up and just ask them a few questions, talk to them about camp. Uh, so Bebo, would you, do you mind coming up first? Would y'all give Bebo a big hand clap as he comes? My name's uh, Bebo Ramirez. I'm an elder here at the church. And this is my first year going to youth camp or discovery camp with the kids. And uh, if you haven't gone, you should go. Um, For me, I I think I'm going to go every year or try to because I get to go to men's retreat in September. Is it October? September. September. So I get refreshed then, and I'm getting refreshed in the summer too. So it really helps. Honestly, I was kind of worried, but we took a great bunch of kids down there, a great bunch. We didn't even have to get on to anybody, I don't think. <laughs> it was a pretty easy year. It was. Pretty easy year. Uh, you know, it's your first year at camp. Uh, you've never been before. You've been helping us in Ground Zero. Have you been helping the last two years? Yeah. Two or three Th- two years. Two three years? Yeah, been helping us out in Ground Zero, been doing a great job. Um, and, and as a leader, your first time, what, what did you expect uh, did you have any expectations? Was there something that you thought was going to happen uh, at camp? I, I, I really went because um, I, I remember, I think it might have been Greg a few years back. I said, man, how awesome is that to be able to bring your son to men's retreat and experience what, what you experienced? I said, I'll never be able to do that because I have girls. Can't bring them to men's retreat. 
I think, and I think it was Greg, may not have been. And uh, he said, well, why don't you go to Discovery Camp? Well, then I didn't have enough vacation days built up to, to do that. And so I did, and I didn't get to spend all my time with my, well, hardly any with my kids, because my kids don't think I'm cool anymore. <laughs> but I got to see Jesus work in them, and I, I saw them uh, go up to the altar whenever uh, they said, if you're, you know, they said different things to the kids. If, if you feel like you're being led by God to, you know, maybe be in worship or whatever, they, I saw them go up there. So I did get to experience that with them. So that was one of the main reasons I went up there. And I didn't get, I saw, I got to see it in them, but I got to see it in a lot of kids. Not just them, a lot of kids. And I spent a lot of time with these kids on Wednesdays, but when we went down there for the whole week, we were closer. We were kind of, I wouldn't say it's exactly like in the Marines, but it's, we became a band of brothers as, as a, as a bunk, bunkhouse. We, we shared it in, in a bunkhouse. There was 10 of us, <laughs> 10 or 11 of us. In a little bit, probably the size of the restroom over there. But. Yeah, with about six sets of bunk beds in there. Yes. So um, if you have kids going, you should at least try to go at least one time. Uh, it's not for everybody. I know that everybody doesn't have the vacation days, and you want to use those vacation days as a whole family. But what an experience, a great experience. What, what else uh, jumped out to you uh, on the youth aspect side of it, of what God did for them, what God did for the kids as, as a whole. Is there one event, one night that kind of jumped out to you that you really saw God move? Um, it really came down to, I had a, we, we broke down in groups, and I forget what they call those little groups. Yeah, like a Christ Cruise? Yeah, Christ Cruise. Yeah, Christ Cruise. And so I had uh, four, four, four kids that, that stayed with me in our little cruise. And it is unbelievable. And I know a lot of stuff that goes on with those little kids, but I don't know everything. And those kids, even as adults, it's hard for us to speak about our feelings and what's going on in our lives. And I told these kids, I opened it up. I said, look, I come from a divorced family, divorced parents. I was raised by a stepdad that I didn't get along with. I said, I was terrible in school. I said, uh, I got in a lot of trouble. I said, so when I, I catch you messing up at Ground Zero, I know what you're doing. I've been through there. You're not hiding anything. And then all of a sudden, they just started opening up and telling me a lot of things. And and I'm sure I wasn't the only only crew that did that, you know. But they just opened up and let me know what was going on in their lives. And we prayed, and we prayed for each other, and they prayed for each other. I mean, it's just an awesome experience. It's just so hard to explain. And Yeah, yeah, to put to words. Is is there any, uh, and, and you've already touched on so much, is there anything that jumped out to you that God did specifically in your life uh, while at camp that maybe you weren't expecting or looking for? I was not expecting to uh, to get that much feedback from the kids and to be able to, for them to open up to me and me to open up to them and, and let me explain some of my life to them, which some of them told me that they thought that... Uh, because my kids still have their parents that we had the perfect life. We don't. We don't have a perfect life. But I wouldn't put my kids through what I had to go through for for whatever reasons it is. I don't know what all reasons my parents got divorced. But I, w- I wouldn't do that to my kids. And that's what I, tell, I had to tell these kids. It's because you don't have your parents in your life or, you know, one of them passed away. Don't let that affect you and what goes on from here on out. And I said, because I did it, and I didn't even know I was doing it. 
I didn't know I was doing it until I got older, until I got in my probably late 20s, and I figured out why I was acting up and getting in trouble. So that, that was a big deal for me, to be able to tell them to keep their head up no matter what. What their parents did, they can't do anything about. But from here on out, they can set the right example, even for their little brothers or sisters, whatever they have. That's awesome. Would y'all give Bebo a big hand clap? Thank you, sir. So what they did at camp is they broke us up in the afternoon after lunch. You go to church three times a day, folks. In the morning after breakfast, you eat lunch, and then you go to church again. And and, uh, morning's about an hour and a half. Afternoon's about an hour. The night is three-plus hours. Right, y'all don't even know nothing about God till you've been in church for three plus hours, right? So in the afternoon they did these Christ crews where we broke up into small groups, and uh, the first day we did it, they're like, "Hey, get together!" You know, they're up on stage, kind of directing us. Get together with your kids, y'all play some games, circle up, and you know, talk to each other and and play these games and love each other. And I'm like, you know, splitting our guys up, and all of a sudden I look over to kind of the high school boys and kind of our group, and they're playing this game called finger jousting. Okay, you know, everybody's playing these sweet games, talking, hugging, and, 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 and they play this game where you grab the other person's hand, and you put your finger out, and then you have to try to touch their leg. And it gets very, very violent and very, very rough, right? They're throwing each other. Then there's another game where you hold each other's shoulders and you try to step on the other person's foot. Well, you know, very quickly the staff gets on stage like, all right, we're done with games, especially you guys over here. It's like, gosh, oh my, I don't know who those kids are. Right? So, stinking kids. Michelle, do you want to come up now? Would y'all give Michelle a big hand clap? If you would just kind of introduce who you are, just like your name. I'm Michelle Nolan. I'm Sadie's mom. And y'all have probably seen my boys Grayson and Henry because, you know, everybody knows Grayson and Henry. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't love Grayson? <laughs> uh, what, what, uh, you, you helped us out in Ground Zero this year. Has it been one year or is, is this your second? This is my first year. First year. First year yeah. to help out in Ground Zero. Uh, and then you signed up to go to camp. What was something that kind of made you want to go to camp? Um, kind of like Bebo, I kind of wanted to hang out with Sadie. Just kind of give me and her some one-on-one time without the boys around. And um, because I helped out in Ground Zero, I th- thought that would be a perfect opportunity to yeah. go and do that. I used to sponsor some youth trips right after high school, and then I kind of got out of it. So it was great to get back into it. Um, it it's your first time to go as a leader uh, what were you expecting, and what, what did you think camp would be like, and what, what were you just expecting when you got there? Not um, just on a spiritual side, yeah. but all over. <laughs> you know, I kind of expected that mountaintop experience because I have done that before. But, oh, my gosh, the number of kids that were there. I was in total shock. There, I, there's got to be over 1,000. I don't know yeah, how many. Yeah, there's about 1,000 kids probably. It was amazing how many kids were there, and not only just there, but there with God and, and opening up to that experience. Uh, what did you see God do, uh, you know, kind of specifically in our youth group and, and kind of in our girls? You're in the dorm with them. You're, you know, uh, like Bebo had his crew. You had your crew of girls that y'all met in the afternoons with. Uh, what, what is something that maybe jumped out to you that you saw God do uh, for the kids at camp? Um, a couple of things. One, it was in the in the cross cruise group. Um, I really think that the girls really, really opened up during that time. Um, we had some really strong in their faith girls, that, um, some of the senior girls, and, and we see that all the time in Ground Zero with those same girls. But they were really ministering to the younger group, and I was I was amazed at how, how they opened up and laid down some burdens that, you know, me as a teenager would have been hard to come forward with some of that stuff, but they really, really opened up and, and just were there for each other, which was amazing. What, what is something that maybe jumped out to you that God did for you uh, that maybe, you know, you weren't expecting or God kind of showed up in your own life? <laughs> 
Um, my family and I experienced an overwhelming heartbreak when we got back from camp. Um, and I think that camp for me was just, I think God knew that I was going to need that, that overwhelming peace. And he gave me that um, to be able to get through that, that crisis in our family and um, just be able to minister my kids through all of that. So I, I needed that experience, and I didn't even know I needed it. That's so amazing. Would y'all give Michelle a big hand clap? Amen. Megan, do you want to jump up now? This was the first year in, uh, in the history of going to Discover Camp that Pastor Rusty didn't go with us. Uh, Megan stayed home with Annie, and we took a lot of new leaders. And so we were kind of, uh, it was a very different experience uh, not being there with Dad. It was very weird, very odd. Uh, but we got through it. Uh, hopefully he'll be back next year uh, fresh and ready to go. Uh, so Megan's not going to talk about camp because Megan wasn't there. Well, it was just amazing how God brought female leaders to fill in um, that did such an amazing job for never having been to camp before. And I was able to stay home with Annie and I did not worry about how they would do. I didn't worry about how the girls would do. And it was just so amazing that those women stepped up and filled in an area that we weren't planning on needing, but God filled it before we even thought we needed it. So it was really amazing to see that. Um, what we have the kids do every year is we pass a notebook around and we have them write down on the way to camp what they want from God. Uh, just kind of get their expectations up high, make them think about it, uh, what they want. Some kids don't know what to write. Some kids write a whole page. Um, I, I love the boys because they know how to just put a few words down to get their heart on some paper. The <laughs> girls are like taking up, you know, two pages. Uh, and, and so what we're going to do is we're going to read through some. I'm going to read. I'm going to start. You go. Then I'll go. Then you go. All right. This is an eighth grade young man said, I got exactly what I asked for and a good nap. <laughs> now, what I, what I love about this is that he got exactly what he asked for. And the same thing can happen to you every week as you come in here. God will give you exactly what you need. Probably not a good nap, though. You better not be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, this was a ninth grade girl. I felt that I got close to God, and during worship, I felt my heart beating faster, and the tears wouldn't stop. All the things I didn't expect to happen actually did. All the anger and fear left me and turned into joy and peace. I let Jesus know that he is my king. Well, the theme this year at camp was Jesus is my king, uh, and that's what camp was all about. It's about that you have a crown on your heart and that you have to give it to Jesus. You have to give it over to him. And uh, so you're going to hear a lot about how Jesus is my king through this, and that's the reason why. Uh, this is a young man who had graduated this year. Uh, he graduated and went to camp with us. Uh, before I even read it, first of all, I think it's so amazing that a young man would graduate high school and still want to go to camp. I know so many students that after they get out of their sophomore year, going into their junior year, they quit going to camp. And God still has something for you, no matter what grade you're in. And it says, uh, Jesus answered my prayers. He told me what I'm going to be doing in college. Uh, this was the best camp experience ever. And I think it's so important. I want to tell the parents this. It's so important that your kids, their junior and senior year, that you get them on that bus to camp. Because God is going to talk to them and give them direction. The second thing I want to say is, is that uh, if you sent your kids to camp and they came home and said, God told me something, do not discount it. It is God. Don't say, well, I, I don't, that, that's not what we have planned for you. That's not our idea. And to really trust that God spoke to them. 
This was from an eighth grade girl. I walked into camp with an open heart, ready for God to touch my heart. And I walked out with a full heart, filled with the Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus, our King. And it only made me want more. Jesus spoke to me on so many different levels, and he is our King. That's so amazing. Uh, It says, uh, this is a seventh grade young man, said, God came into my life. He made me a new person. All I want to do now is worship him every day of my life. The thing I think is, is you couldn't make a seventh grade boy write that down. You couldn't. You could hit his hand with a hammer, and he wouldn't write that down. Only God could get a young man to do that, that he came into my life, made me a new person, and all I want to do is worship him. This is from one of the leaders And it says, my first experience at Discovery Camp was amazing. I experienced young adult lives changed forever. Personally, God restored and renewed me. Jesus is my king. I think one thing that's so amazing is as leaders, we can so often go and think I'm just there for the kids. And then God radically moves in your own life. And you don't even expect it or see it coming because you're going for the kids. And so that's amazing to be ministered to as a leader. I think one of the things that pastor always says is a lot of times the leaders think they're taking the kids to camp and the kids are taking us to camp and God, uh, moves in, in our lives. Uh, this is a 10th grade young man said what God did in my life at camp was exactly what I needed. God moved and directed me towards his path. Uh, This young man uh, experienced a loss in his family. His father was killed uh, about a year ago, and and I think it's so amazing that he would even go to camp, and then he says that God uh, did did exactly what I needed and that he put him back on his path. It's so amazing. This is from a 10th grade girl, and she said, God did wonders in my life. I feel like I'm so much closer to him, and I love that feeling. That's amazing. This 8th grade young man said, Jesus gave me joy and happiness. He also gave me confidence to dance, sing, and praise during worship without caring about what other people thought. Yeah, we need some of that anointing to go out just right now. (laughs) Um, This is from a ninth grade girl. During camp, God showed me that I am enough. He showed me that I don't have to do it by myself, and he is always with me. He told me that I am special, and he loves me so much. How many more do you have? Just go ahead. And read okay. It. From a 10th grade girl, I really don't have the words to describe the feeling of joy that I have. When I started out, I struggled with doubts that flooded my mind. I felt lost and broken. I went into camp with an open heart and confidence in Jesus that I will overcome any doubts in him. And then the last one is from a 12th grade girl. This year at camp, God encouraged me. I hear his voice regarding my last year of high school and what my future may hold. I now know that I have to trust him with it. This year, I was, um, this year I was still and felt his peace and comfort. I truly know now I am a child of God, and no matter what I've done, he is never going to let me down. I think it's just so amazing to read these stories and to hear what God did uh, in our students' lives. And that, you know, a lot of times the video, I mean, in the video, I can show you a lot of the fun parts of camp, but I can't show you what God's doing because we're right in the middle of it. And I don't want to have to get a camera out. And even if I show it to you, you can't experience it. And just as our leaders know that you can't put words 
to camp. I can't try to explain it to you. And as we've read these stories and as we've watched the video and we've heard from our leaders, I want to get just you get a small taste of what God did at camp this year and what you were a part of as this church. And I'm so appreciative of your prayers, your financial support, uh, everything that y'all have done for us so that we can go to camp. And we had such an amazing time. Uh, God did so many amazing things. And what I want to encourage you with is you can have that same uh, encounter with God every week right here on Sunday mornings. Uh, all you have to do is come in expecting. Uh, the band gets up here and they play and, and they create an environment where you can enter in. It's not up to them. It's up to you, right? It's up to your faith and you coming in needing something and expecting something.